Welcome once again, Dragons, to episode 77 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. I am your host, Kenny Rotter, and today I am joined by new friend, Greg Frank. Um, we are using today to talk about our favorite trails for hiking out here in LA, as well as some of our favorite Deadpool comics and story arcs, and maybe we'll get into a little bit of what's going on with Deadpool 2. But, so, I hope everyone is very excited about that. I know I am, because I've actually been reading a lot more Deadpool recently, and I'm actually really enjoying it, so I'm excited to see what Greg has to say as well. As you all know, we are members of the Almost Better Podcast Network, so go ahead, head over to almostbetter.net, check out some of the other podcasts on our network, including Almost Better Than Silence, and then Almost Better Than Dragons, the Playcast, Press Continue Podcast, and the Erie Canal Theater. Lots of really good stuff on there, and I love listening to them, so I hope you do too. Anyways, that's enough for the show notes, and let's talk to Greg after the intro. In the Alright, here we are. Greg, what is going on, man? Hey, man. Not a lot. Just enjoying Los Angeles, enjoying the weather. We've been having a little bit cooler weather recently, so uh, I've been able to get outside a lot more. Dude, it's been wonderful recently. I have really enjoyed the cooler weather that we're having, and it doesn't really make sense because I end up leaving it a lot (laughs) to go to warmer (laughs) weather, and it's foolish of me. You know what? It's just it's one of those things. After having a summer of ninety degree weather and everything else that that's that's been going on, it's just been awesome to wake up and to go outside and not feel like I'm just going to sweat just by standing outside. It's great. That's awesome, dude. That's very exciting. Um, Yeah. So, because it's pertinent to the nerd lifestyle, I want to talk a little bit about how you and I met. So yeah. you, you and I met through a comic book reading group at our local comic book shop, The Perky Nerd, where we meet every other Wednesday, and we are called The Reading Rainbows. How did you get involved with The Rainbows? Well, it was really funny. One of the things that I really wanted to do when I first got down here was to explore some of the comic book shops. Back in my hometown, I did some part-time work at a comic book store there. And so it's always been something that I really liked keeping up with. And so I walked into the Perky Nerd, talked to, you know, talked to Tiffany for a little bit. She mentioned the Reading Rainbows and I thought sounds like a really fun group and I showed up. And I actually I showed up and I didn't even have the book. Um but it was great because, you know, as my first time, like nobody, you know, you know, everybody was just really welcoming and they, you know, you guys were just joking around. And so I really felt like I was, you know, part of something, even though I thought when I first showed up, I thought, well, you know, I mean, how are they going to feel? Because I'm just this random dude who, you know, didn't read the same thing they read. And yeah, no, it was great, man. It was great. I I was much the same way. I, I have actually just, the bros have just been around since, 
since I believe January or February. And I just started going in July. So I'm relatively new to the group. Um, but I love it. It's been, it's been so great. And it gets me to read comics that I otherwise would never know. Exactly. I mean, all these comics that get suggested that we read, I've, like most of them I've never heard of. I think the one that I really was pushing for, for us to read was Mouse, because that was something I was really familiar with. And, um, you know, other than that, it's all been just this new, new stuff. And I'm actually surprised at how much I like pretty much all of it. I mean, the selection that, that, you know, that we suggest is really, really good. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I'm definitely the novice when I go to the meetings. And so it's usually I'm just sitting back listening to the suggestions that everyone else is throwing out there. And I've discovered some amazing, amazing comics that I started reading. I'm trying to think. We started with Wonder Woman uh, which I didn't, I didn't love, but then we've read the goddamned. Uh, I'm trying. Shutter, I loved Shutter. Shutter was incredible. It to the point where it's a five volumes, five trades. I immediately went out and found the last four. Just and then there was, oh, go and then there was this last one we just read, Tokyo. Um, Tokyo Ghost. What was it? Tokyo Ghost, which is just you know for me like the story is fine and everything. I kind of agreed with some, you know, with some of uh, what the other said is that maybe you know sometimes the writing is a little too much, but man, the visuals and the art in it is just so it just draws you in so much. Yeah, and it's, you know? and and it's it was really good, and it was only two volumes, so it's like there was only one other volume I had to get to finish it. Nice, nice, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like. And, and yeah, I'm with you, man. I want to get the next volume of it. I also want to get the next, you know, chapter of Shutter. So I mean, I'm there are definitely some pieces, you know, you know, pieces of art and 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 comics that we've read that have just been outstanding and and really to a credit to the group. And and outside of that, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, we laugh all the time. I mean, we we argue and debate. Uh, I'm still proud that I am sitting on my Defenders, my Netflix Defenders Island. You know, yeah. I still, I still got my good beachfront property on that island. Um, you know, and that uh, you think it's good or horrible? In that, I think it's good, and like I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a really fun series. But we just start talking about things like that, and it's just free flowing, and it's fun. And you know, if any of your listeners are in, you know live in the Los Angeles area. It's definitely something that, you know, if they don't, you know, to check out and if they can't check out reading rainbows, just check out the perky nerd, man. It is a cool, cool place. Yeah. And it's, uh, they call it the perky nerd because they also sell cold brew coffee. And first I want to let you know, I do know that Tiffany still has volume two of shutter at the shop. Um, second it's, I forgot what I was going to say, but I know I was going to say something. It's, <laughs> There is another group that meets – we meet every other Wednesday and then on the Wednesdays we don't meet, another group meets and they're called the Perky Bitches. And mm-hmm. while the general theme is women go to the Perky Bitches, dudes go to the Reading Rainbows, I don't – think that anybody would ever be turned away from either group like 
if a if a female wanted to come to a bros meeting or if a dude wanted to go to the bitches meeting, I think everybody would be more than accepting of that. So I'm just saying there is something for everybody at the Perky Nerd, and I love it. And yeah, me too. And it's also just a great way to help out your local comic shop. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I, that's you know, I've you know, like I said, I worked at a, in a really you know small comic book shop. So I'm all you know. One of the things that I really like about these small shops is they feel like it's you know, it really feels like it's it's you know, it's yours. It's your communities, and and you know, you get to know the the people there, and you you know, get to know you know the community of readers there as well. So it's just really fun uh, to be able to go into a shop like that and be able to support a support. Uh, a local comic book shop. Yeah. And so just so everyone is aware, I just want to say that the Perky Nerd is it's in Burbank. It's on Magnolia, just west of Buena Vista. Um I have the address here somewhere. 1606 West Magnolia Boulevard. So um, we will be there every other Wednesday. This Wednesday we are reading uh Vision Volume 1. Uh, do you remember the subtitle of that one? Um, it's it's called the Vision. Um, little worse than and, a man. Uh, man, yeah, yeah. And I really liked it. I thought it was really cool, and I like that there's more of the story to tell. Yes, uh, I'm very excited. We have been briefly talking online about uh doing volume two at some point uh i believe in october we're doing uh thortober or october ragnarok whatever <laughs> yeah the, yeah i don't know which term we're using but either one of those like that's yeah, yeah. those are great <laughs> so everyone just come on by show up now now just to get into what our most recent nerdiness and fit stuff has been. What have you done to work out and nerd out this week? Um, working out, nerding out. Um, well, I let's see. I gone running up a couple of uh, uh, up a couple of uh, mountains, doing the Stowe Canyon run up on the Vertigo Mountains. It's actually my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite trail around this area, and it's really close to me. Um, I, you know, for me, I just like getting that, getting some vertical in and getting to see one of the coolest things about, about getting into the mountains is you get to see your entire, like everything you just, you get to see everything and it's so beautiful. And, you know, it's the same area that was unfortunately on, was in, was part of that fire. Um, so even, you know, so going up, it's not, you know, you can still, you know, you can still smell some of the smoke and you can still, uh, see, you know, you'll see some, you know, parts of it that are cleared, but you know, there's a lot of people still going up it and it, you know, even though the fire happened and, you know, it was, it was really, um, a big thing, you know, it, you, it, you can still get up to the top. You can still get up to the vertigo peak and still look over and it's still beautiful. That's good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as nerding out is concerned, uh read the vision and I checked out two comics at my at the Burbank Library, actually. At the Burbank Public Library. I checked out uh, uh Ghost in the Shell, because I haven't read the original. Nice. Um 
the original comic of that. And also, I just, you know, because I really wanted to read it again, I decided to check out Mouse. Oh, phenomenal. I actually have Ghost in the Shell on my, in my Kindle. I just haven't read it yet. I have a lot of things in my Kindle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. It's a lot better than carrying around that stuff, especially when you want to go flying. Yeah, seriously. I actually, speaking of that, I did actually finish 100 Bullets last weekend, um, the entire series, the entire 100 issues. Uh, really good. I really love that series. It's like 20 years old, but it's still amazing. I, what else have I done to work out Nerd Out? Oh, last weekend was my 33rd birthday. And I did two Tough Mudders. Nice. Happy birthday. I've never done a Tough Mudder. It, it's one of those things that's been on my list of, of races to do. Dude, I'm going to talk you into doing this one. We have a really good group going in uh, doing the uh, Southern California one at Lake Elsinore in first weekend in September, uh, first weekend in November. And Kyle, Oh, dude. Yeah, Kyle from the Rainbows is also going. Oh sweet! So it's that, gonna, it's gonna be, and we're gonna we're gonna be going slow. We're not gonna be we're not gonna be breaking land records. We might actually be going slower than most people's actual pace, just because we want to make sure we stay together as a group. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah. So it's like it's a very low pressure atmosphere. Nice. No, I I, I love that actually. Now that you mention it, that, that was another thing that happened to me this last week. I mean, it's not necessarily a thing that I've done. It's been, again, something I've been invited to do. Uh, my cousin Facebook messaged me and um, has invited me to uh, do the Hood to Coast relay with him and some people he knows next year. It's a, it's a relay race in Portland. Nice. Um, yeah, that goes from Mount Hood to uh, – to the you know goes to the sea and yeah it should be he was describing to me sounds like a lot of fun uh it's about um i think he said it's about 199 miles um each person uh and it's a 12 person relay 36 legs each person runs you know each person runs about three legs each leg is about five to six miles long so yeah it sounds fun so uh Anyway, your your the invitation to to team just reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, we will make that work, man. I oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I that the thing about doing those tough mutters. I mean, to me, it's just so radically different from any type of race I've ever done. Um, and but it sort of reminds me of a race that we used to do in high school, uh, where there was a meet that the cross country meet that would happen before the formal cross country season began and it had things like you had to jump over waters and jump over logs and jump over like bales of hay and things like that. Um, so not quite like a tough mudder where you're getting down on the mud and everything else like that, but you know, uh, it was still a lot of fun. So that was, you know, that's a motivation to, to do a tough mudder is, is to experience that again and being part of a team. It sounds like you guys have the right mentality, have the right mindset. And it sounds like it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I I have always been proud of the fact that everyone I've always had on a team has been really amazing and just really, really all about the team. And I think it's just that's what Tough Mudder brings out of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's – 
dude, if if you want me, man, I will yes. I will sign up. Yes. All if right, you want I'll, me, I'll sign up. I'll send you the links and everything after the show. Um, God, what else have I been doing? Nerdy stuff. Uh, the past 72 hours has really been amazing for me. Um, Saturday we, we, we met for sushi for my birthday and we just spent the entire time talking like nerdy stuff and it was amazing. That's right. That's right. I was, I was, (laughs) I was there. I should (laughs) remember. You, you were there. Yesterday (laughs) I went to, uh, WWE No Mercy was in town. So I went to that last night and it was absolutely incredible. Some amazing stuff happened that I'm hoping I'm going to be able to talk about uh, more on a podcast later. I don't want to spoil it right now. And then this morning, I was listening to one of my favorite fantasy football podcasts, the 06010 uh, Fantasy Focus Football Podcast from ESPN. And they gave me a shout out on their podcast what that's well, awesome it, it wasn't specifically a shout out it was field yates saying and whoever had the yaters gonna yates sign at wwe no mercy send us an email so i took a picture of the sign and i sent them an email and i was like hey this is i, I was the guy you shouted out on the on the podcast so uh so let's let's chat why why do you need me to email you are, are you gonna put me in the man's league because i would love to be in the man's league Dude, that is so cool. I, I just need to. I just need to ask. Um, I just want like a couple of. You know, I don't. I know you don't want to spoil No Mercy so, uh, a lot, but can can I just get like, you know, uh, just like what match? I don't know which match you were looking forward to most, or or like what was your favorite match of the night? Um, um, because I didn't have an opportunity to watch the show, but there were definitely some things that I saw on there that that perked my interest as far as matches. Well. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman was, I was looking forward to that the most just because combined those guys weigh close to 600 pounds. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, you're 700 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brock is at 286 and Braun Strowman is at 385. So, wow. So yeah, huge guys. Um, but the match that just was beyond amazing was the tag team championship match between Sheamus and Cesaro and, uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. It was, so this was all over the internet today, so I'm not really spoiling anything. There was a mishap and Cesaro smacked his teeth against one of the ring posts and everybody thought that he knocked his teeth out. He didn't. He knocked them three millimeters into his gums. <gasps> and, oh, shoot. Like, he went on to continue performing for over ten minutes. Holy crap. Like, like I understand that professional wrestling is scripted. And the outcomes are predetermined and the performers call the matches in the ring so they know what bump they're going to have to take or they know what, what move they have to prepare for. Right. But do not tell me that it is fake. 
Yes. Yeah, that's what I would tell people all the time is that, you know, I would, you know, they use the word fake and I usually say, no, it's predetermined because nobody actually wants to hurt somebody else, but it happens. I mean, the number of entries is insane that, uh, oh, that yeah. goes on in the ring. Um, that is, no, I, I thought, you know, I read about that Cesaro thing. I couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't believe it. Like I, it, it sounded, it just, yeah, super painful, and you just never, ugh, just never get used to hearing that that kind of thing because yeah, that just sounds ugh, wickedly painful. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. It was pretty ridiculous. Uh, but it, yeah. but but it's funny because that is the match I was actually you know looking forward uh, that I looked forward to most on that card, um, and. And you know, for me, the other matches were you know the women's match. Looking for you know that was one thing I was looking looking really forward to to you know watching. And um, I like I said, I hope to I didn't get to see the show, but I hope to catch up on it. So I was hoping to see that tag team match, the women's match. I'm not super interested in. It, I wasn't super interested in Reigns versus Cena, but you know. I've really enjoyed some of the promos they've had leading up to it. It just – I feel like I haven't seen Cena like that on in a while. Yeah, I will say that that match turned the crowd like – Seriously. No, the, the, the crowd started out because Cena and Roman Reigns – have a lot of fans that watch on TV. Like if right. you're if you're gonna shell out, eat like even the nosebleeds in at this event were seventy eighty bucks, and then you've got to bring you know if you're bringing your kids or somebody else, then all of a sudden you're looking at one hundred and sixty one hundred and seventy dollars. Then concessions, then uh, souvenirs. You know, so you're easily looking at a $300 night. Right. So a lot of the casual fans aren't going. And so a lot of the diehard fans don't love John Cena and don't love Roman Reigns simply because the company, WWE, hits you over the face with them. But Right. But, so this match started out with the entire arena chanting, you both suck, you both suck, you both suck. <laughs> That that does sound like that sounds like a pay per view crowd. Yeah, but by the end of the match, everybody's on their feet. Everybody is super excited about what's happening. Like when when the winner finally scored the pinfall again. I don't want to you know spoiler alert. When the winner scores the pinfall, everybody erupted. Um, yeah. So no, yeah, it was it was it was you absolutely know, incredible, and so it's just that's the type of storytelling that they tell in the ring, and I just think it's 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 it is captivating if you allow yourself to be open to being captivated by it. Oh, totally, yeah. It's like any any other form of entertainment. You have to suspend your your disbelief for a little bit, and that and to go back on that point, that's actually one of the things I really like about John Cena, and what I've really respected about him over the years is that. No matter how much he's hated, he can hold that crowd in the palm of his hands. He has become a ring general. I mean, I remember watching him back when he was doing the whole thugonomics thing, when he was fighting for the U.S. title against guys like Eddie Guerrero and the Big Show, and when he had his feud with The Undertaker back in the original uh, 
uh, brand split. And he was fine. Like he was serviceable. He wasn't great. But man, he has just gotten better and better and better as time has gone on. And he is at a point where he can really he can really put on a great match. And I think we've seen it with a variety of opponents, not just with Reigns, who's also incredibly talented, in my opinion. It's also with guys we saw it last year with AJ Styles. I mean, some of some have seen his best work have, have come with like AJ Styles. I always really liked his chemistry he had with Edge. I thought that CM Punk really brought you know CM Punk and Cena had some really great matches together. So I mean, the guy is just he has just been awesome for a while in the ring, and he is and that's what I've really grown to respect about him is that even when that crowd is just on him relentlessly. He knows what to do to turn them or to or to just make them continue to feel the way that they feel. And so he's he's great. Yeah, he's great. No, absolutely. And and the thing is, like a lot of people give him crap, but he hasn't really won a match in a long time. Like his purpose right now is to get some of the younger guys over. And what that means right. is, is get the other guys, you know, credibility for their performance. And he does that with everybody. But this is not a WWE episode. So <laughs> we, well, we can talk, we can continue talking about this for a while. <laughs> yes, we absolutely could. Uh, but let's move more into our, our designated topic, which was, um, hiking and Deadpool. So, which you might not think go together, but maybe they do. So let's take a few minutes and talk about hiking. How did you get into hiking? And then let's talk about some of your favorite trails here in LA. Yeah. So hiking has always been something that I've done my entire life. Uh, I was born and raised in Alaska where you got to do stuff outside. I mean, people are always doing stuff outside. If you are, if you're not doing anything outdoors, like you're, you know, you're just going to be really bored in the end. Uh, whether it's just going out for a walk or whether it's, you know, doing, you know, whether you're on fishing or, or on a week long, ha- uh, camping trip or hunting trip or something, you're always doing something outside. So I've been doing hiking for pretty much my whole life. Um, and just of various different heights, whether it's a day hike or it's a multi-day hike to a cabin or something like that. Uh, so that's been Coco. my my history with it. Um, and so when I moved from Alaska to Los Angeles, I my impression of L.A. was that you know it's just a big city, and I'm going to miss all of the different trails and opportunities that I had to be outside. And I was been i've been very very surprised and pleasantly surprised at the number of trails that we can do and we can go on around here you know um and and for me that's you know i've just been i've just been excited i get so excited when i can find a new trail and i can find the time to find a new trail and either go for a hike or go for a run on it that's that's my jam that that's when I feel most at peace is when I'm out in the trails. Absolutely. I, when I, 
I, I don't know when I ever got into hiking. I just think it was like I hated street running. And I grew up in an area of Arizona where you could pretty much go hiking nine months out of the year. You just not in the summer. Right. <laughs> Which is when everybody else <laughs> is hiking in the country. And so uh, it was either friends would want to go or significant others would want to go just because it was it's kind of like a low impact, fun, not serious activity. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, yeah. And then I moved to L.A. and it's like you are wherever you are in Los Angeles County, you're within 15 minutes of probably an amazing trail area yeah exactly and the other thing too is that there's just such a wide variety so you don't always have to do the elevation stuff there's a lot of really really flat trails that you can go on or if you're just not into the idea of being out in the middle of the woods there are some trails that are you know paved or or really well maintained so you don't feel like you're you're going to get lost so there's just everything. You can find everything you want around here. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So what are some of your favorites? So uh, I mentioned uh, when we were talking about some of the fitness stuff we do, uh, I did – for me, it's Stowe Canyon, which is a part of the Vertigo Mountains. And that's one of my favorites. It reminds me – as far as the elevation, the type of trail it is, it kind of reminds me a little bit of of home back in Alaska so I really like that. It's you know it's a pretty quick run. It's an out and back, which basically means that you go one way and then you turn around and you come back. And that's really good because maybe some days I want to go for a hike, or maybe some days I want to go for you know a shorter run or a longer run, and it allows me to do that. So I really like the views I get. I really like how versatile it is, and also there are. Uh, when you get up into the Vertigo Mountains, there's all these different side trails you can go on. So you can basically make it as different as you want. You know, the main trails are out and back, but they got all these little like side trails, which is which I really enjoy. Um, just to ex- you know, if I feel like exploring or not, if I have the time. So Stowe Canyon, which leads you into the Vertigo Mountains, I, I really like. Um, I really like getting on Brown Mountain which is something I discovered uh, a couple of months ago, a few months ago. And what I really liked about it was it has a lot more tree cover than the Vertigo Mountains. Yeah, there's a lot more tree cover. When I went, one of the times I went, it was really foggy. So it just was nice and cool the whole time. It takes a couple of miles to get into the proper part of the trail. But once you do, it's – Again, it's a network of different trails, much like the Vertigo Mountains. So you could literally spend – if you want, you can spend 30 minutes up there. If you wanted to, you could spend hours up there uh, just because it's so versatile like that. And man, again, some of the views, it's just awesome just being able to look over and, and not only just see L.A. but also see the ocean as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, what do I want to say? I want to say one of, one of my favorites is Millard Trail, and it's – it's in Pasadena. It's actually just north of Pasadena. And they got two two different trails near this place. One is, I believe it's five to six miles round trip. And the other one is one mile round trip. One mile round trip? Yeah, one mile round trip. And 
It's great. The mile one is it's nice. It's short. It's easy. Um, it's like I take my dog on it. It's great. Like she can like, you know, play and do other stuff and just have a good time on her leash, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. It, yeah. It also ends in this like little itty bitty waterfall. Like it's nothing spectacular. It's nothing cool. But it's like you're in the middle of this you know, giant metropolitan area and there's this waterfall. That's so cool. And it's, yeah, it's really cool. And then, um, Runyon, Runyon, I believe is like three or four miles. And I don't want to say it's round trip because it's a circle. It's a loop. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a four mile loop. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's in the middle of the Hollywood Hills if you are going to run into a celebrity hiking, it's probably going to be on Runyon. Mm-hmm. Um, my my daughter. I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say I like Runyon. Um, it was when I did it. It was a lot. It was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. So it's a really accessible trail, <laughs> and you know you don't have to be, you know, a you know an elevation, you know. You know, an elevation warrior to be able to do that. You know, you can, you can really just if you want to go out for something casual, you can. If you and of course it's you know it's about a four mile long trail. So for those of so for those who are feel a little bit more serious, they could totally go for it. You know, um, so I do I, I do like it. My only issue um, with it is that when when I go on trails, I like to just escape from all of. I try to escape from, you know, the metropolitan areas, you know, so I like just being completely encapsulated in nature and just going on a trail where I'm just seeing all these different houses just kind of um, continuously takes me out of, of, of the trail. So that's my only, uh, for me, that, that was something that uh, I don't necessarily enjoy about Runyon, but everything else is, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a minor, it's a minor, it's a minor uh, problem. It's a, it's a minor complaint. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say I had a friend who uh, ran into Tony Shaloub on Runyon. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, what? Yeah, and she was like, like, her dog and his dog were like sniffing, doing the dog thing, and she goes, "Has anyone ever told you you look like Tony Shaloub?" And he goes, "I get that a lot." And she goes, "Is that because you <laughs> are Tony Shaloub?" Um, and he's like, "Yes, that is why." Um, so why do you why do you look exactly like this celebrity? Uh, oh, you, just you are that celebrity. Oh, okay, that's why. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, so so that's that's the celebrity sighting we had on Runyon. Um, if people don't know who Tony Shalhoub is, I can't help you. Like, <laughs> like Google. Go look him up. Just I Google am, him. I am the people. Yeah, come on, come on, look him up. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Yeah, if you want to go find a celebrity, then go on Runyon and do that. Do it all the time. Actually, it was funny when I first moved here. People uh, mentioned that you know, you know, a lot of people they they uh, try and present themselves really nice, so they'll just get real. They'll just pretty themselves up, guys and girls. You know, when they go to Runyon, so you see all these like really good looking. Like Runyon is like where the all the good really good looking people in LA go to, to, to exercise is what they were joking about. And it's funny because you are absolutely right. Like people go there to meet 
other people they're interested in. And so they'll get a little, you know, they'll get done up, at least in some way, shape, or form. And then there's me, who rolls out of bed, and, <laughs> like, I'm like, my hair's messed up, I look gross, I got my, you know, I got crud in my eyes, I got, you know, I'm walking up to the trailhead with my Starbucks, like, I e- I easily look like the hot mess of the hiking crew. Um, <laughs> you you and me both, I'd be right there with you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... There, like, there is something for everything. Millard Trail, there's not usually a lot of people. It is more camping, so you're not gonna see a lot of people. You're not gonna see houses. You're not gonna, you might not run into anybody else on the trail, cause it is a little bit more outside of everything. Uh, right. And that's, and that's and, fun. And that's, you, you, uh, it's, it's what you want. Uh, yeah. It's, and it's I mean, in a place, right. In a place like LA, you know, there's just so many people. Sometimes it's just nice to get away for a little bit, you know? You know, collect your thoughts, have that quiet moment, you know? Yeah, Sometimes it's nice. And, uh, it, it, hey, is it all right if I, um, if I, uh, also, uh, plug uh plug an app because i uh i mean the reason i discovered all these trails is it okay if i mention the app that helped me find these trails so there i don't know how popular of an app it is but it's called all trails um a-l-l-t-r-a-i-l-s um and what it does is it takes your gps um and it finds all the different trails that are in your area and it'll give you what the distance of the trail is whether it's an out and back or a loop uh gives you the elevation gain uh gives you a, you know gives it a rating and it'll actually give you directions too like it'll it'll you know it, when you hit directions it'll be like we'll take you to Google Maps and we'll give you the directions from your location to the trailhead so it's a really like i said i don't know how popular it is but for me, it helped me discover a lot of the trails around here. That's awesome. That's quite convenient. And yeah. Um, afterwards, I'm going to get you to email me uh, social media links and everything so we can include all those on the show notes page. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, dude, let's move to Deadpool. Let's uh, do it. How did you get into Deadpool? Oh, man. So... Deadpool is always one of those characters that I would see on the covers and think, oh, he looks cool. But because elementary school Greg what you know wasn't all up in the uh, you know, didn't expand his world of comics very much, I would look at him and I would think that's a ripoff of Spider Man. And Spider Man's my favorite superhero and I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna learn more about this character. So I didn't learn about Deadpool till later on in life than most people. Um I was in college, and the uh, and Marvel came out with an anim- two animated movies back to back called Hulk versus Thor and Hulk versus Wolverine. And I don't know if you if you remember that or not. That was probably a good eight years ago now at this point, seven or eight years ago. And they come out with these two movies, and in Hulk versus Wolverine, it's all about how Weapon X is trying to get Wolverine back, and they use the Hulk as a method to get Wolverine back and to use the Hulk as a weapon. Um, and so Deadpool was part of that 
part of the movie. And so when I watched it, he was the character that stood out to me. And after that point, man, I wanted to read more about him. I wanted to you know, learn as much about this character. I remember I spent a lot of time on YouTube being like, this cannot be the only time that he's ever been on screen. <laughs> and um, then I remember – uh, people were talking about Deadpool being in the X-Men Wolverine Origins movie. And in my mind, I was just like, there was no way that was the same character. There was no way. I saw that movie. There's no way that was Deadpool. And I, I, in my mind, I just convinced myself that it wasn't the same. And what I loved about him was just how much – first of all, he was just straight up funny for me. And I love the fact that he was able to crack jokes. He was one of the you know standouts in a group setting. And I really liked how he was this really violent character, but also had kind of a weird charm about him as well. Um, you know, he's kind of the guy who you wouldn't mind going out for a drink, you know, hanging out and going to a bar with, but then also after about 20 minutes wanting to leave and stay as far away from him because of what he would probably do. Um, so he, he had this, yeah. It was just a really, really cool character, and um, started reading more of the books. Uh, that was definitely one I gravitated towards. I remember I ended up buying like one of the volumes, like the first volume of classic Deadpool, because Marvel released these classic Deadpool volumes, and I remember I uh, picked them up and started reading, and I read the first volume, and I just couldn't believe that it was the same character because he had changed so much. I had seen the character kind of fleshed out in his full form, and going. And actually kind of working backwards and reading him at the beginning was definitely interesting. But that was that was my introduction to Deadpool. And you know, uh, I think I think he's great. I love the fourth wall breaking. It adds something to the you know, adds something to the whole comic book genre and the Marvel universe. It also allows the Marvel universe and the writers to just kind of do wacky and crazy things and just throw stuff against the wall and just see if it sticks. So some of my favorite stories that I've read, um, reading Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, I really, really like. I actually really uh, dug that story and kind of how it was progressed, uh, you know, going back to classic literature. Uh, I really liked um, Deadpool and Spider-Man. I, I, that was a comic I was uh, a comic I was given at Christmas and I read that probably you know within the hour of getting it uh, i finished it uh and i just thought it was great because it was like my all-time favorite superhero and spider-man teaming up with you know my kind of my you know new new crush deadpool so that's that was my introduction to deadpool and that's kind of my you know how i've looked at the character and how I've experienced the character. And of course, watching the movie and, and, you know, and again, reading more about him and learning more about him. Uh, it's, it's really been cool. It's really been cool. And, uh, I've, I'm really happy. I got to, I, I'm really happy. I watched that Hulk versus Wolverine cartoon all those years ago. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because two of the recent Deadpool things that I've read was actually Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Uh, and I loved it. It was just, it's so good. And then I did read the first volume of Deadpool and Spider-Man. Isn't it bromantic? Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to volume two of that, but 
Uh, and I'm also looking forward to Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again. Right. Yeah, I, that's been that's yeah. I don't I don't really I don't know, know what, what exactly they're doing there, but I am going to enjoy it. Uh what is one of your favorite Deadpool comics? Ooh, um hmm. There were some good ones. Uh, I remember, I think it was Deadpool versus X-Force was one that I read. And I think outside of Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, that might be one of my favorites. Because Deadpool versus X-Force, it was really it was really interesting because it had to involve time travel and things were just going nuts. I mean, like we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about like zombies during the during the Civil War and, you know, things like that that are just going on and, you know, how – and it was just like you just didn't know what was what was happening, like who was turning on who, who was, you know, you know what's going to happen when this happens and it was just this – how Deadpool's time travel just totally screwed everything up, you know, right. just messed everything up to the point where it was almost like there wasn't – at the end of it, you're just like thinking to yourself, like, what's the point of having a timeline in this story? It needs to be restored. And what's really cool about that is that it actually ties back into the very first Deadpool, uh, his very first appearance, actually, is what it ties back into, which is even, which is even cooler. I'm with you. Yeah. That, so I think that's that's probably one of my favorites, but I still think Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe is my is probably my all time favorite Deadpool story. I I gotta say, recently I just love Deadpool kills Deadpool. Right. Have yeah. You, have you read Deadpool kills Deadpool? I feel like I have, and I feel like I've seen parts of it. Um, uh, I've read parts of it. It's essentially um, there are just two sides, and it's. Deadpools versus these other Deadpools, and they're all killing each other. They're all trying to kill each other. And yeah. They bring in, like, Lady Deadpool. They bring in Kidpool. That's right, and Dogpool as Dog well, pool. right? And then, yeah. Like, like <laughs> they, get, they get, like, there's Deadpool the Duck they bring in. There's Pandapool, which is a giant panda bear. Uh, right, and it's, this is all really sounding super familiar. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. I love it because whenever they introduce Panda Pool, it's Panda Pool. He makes you endangered, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just it's so brilliant. I love Deadpool. Um, I actually got into Deadpool. I only got into Deadpool two years ago. Um, a girl I was dating. Really, really loved him and made me read a couple of his comics. And I was like, oh, this is really good stuff. Like, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, so that's how I got into Deadpool. And then when the movie came out, uh, it's wonderful. And everyone thinks Deadpool, like, the comics are like the movie. And I'm like, no, Deadpool is a lot more sadistic and a lot less heroic. In, oh yeah, in the actual comics, like, like, oh yeah, no, he he just he will like it's amazing. Like that's kind of the biggest thing is like in the movie he's kind of this quirky, funny, 
you know, fair, violent Ferris, Ferris Bueller. And whereas in the comics, he's just like – he's almost like a funny – you know, more heroic version of the Joker, you know, where he'll yeah. just kill people and laugh about it. Yeah. You know, I think it's probably because he just knows that everybody's a comic book character. And in his mind, he's either like, you're never going to see this character again, or it's a hero and they'll just be reborn, and, you know, soon. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, he's so good. I'm a fan. What are you hoping from the movie? The Deadpool 2? Um,. I hope – I mean the thing oh, – sequels are so tough, especially sequels to comedies because people are expecting something similar, but at the same time, they're expecting something different. Um, I, I hope – I hope that they're able to strike a balance of Deadpool's humor with the – with the straight and narrow character, right? Like Colossus was great as that, as being Colossus was sort of the straight and narrow character, like the, the but he was also like the hero. Um, what I'm hoping for is his relationship with Cable is more like Cable is just no nonsense, you know. And I want to see the interaction between Deadpool and Cable really being based off of Cable not understanding Deadpool, but still not caring that he that he doesn't understand Deadpool as long as the job gets done. You know, like, so I'm really hoping that that relationship is done in a very entertaining way. And I'm hoping that I hope that what they do is they go even harder after certain superhero tropes, you know, Um, and go even harder with Deadpool breaking the fourth wall. That's 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 where I would like to see it go. I think the violence was, you know, the amount of violence they had was fine. The amount of, you know, poop jokes and dick jokes is, sure. is acceptable. Um, but I would love to see them go even harder again after some of these uh, superhero tropes. Because um, what was funny about it was while Deadpool made fun of the superhero tropes, it was also engaged in some of the superhero tropes, right? Yeah. You know, with the, with the big finale third act and the you know and the origin story and all that other stuff so i'm hoping that that they they play more with it you know if they did something with like a big blue sky beam that's about to destroy the world or if they you know you know even went you know even harder after the uh you know the whole continuity confusion with the x-men universe Mm -hmm. you know if they did you know if they did something like that um, I've always been in favor of a joke that involves one of the actors um, playing the, one of the X-Men actors. So like for example, if Hugh Jackman makes a cameo, he's making a cameo as Hugh Jackman and not as Wolverine. OK. So which I think would be entertaining. It would be entertaining you know, for, for you know, Deadpool to you know, try and talk to Hugh Jackman as if he's Wolverine and – the you know him just being confused or doing doing something something along those lines um but yeah i'm just hoping to get um hoping to get a solid story with some sat, you know superhero satire and a really you know a really great relationship between him and cable like that's all i'm asking i don't ask for a lot <laughs> <laughs> excellent i think that's all good things and i think i can support that and honestly, to to be perfectly honest with everybody, I have not read any Deadpool with Cable. Yeah. So, A, I need to catch up on some of that stuff and 
expand my comic book knowledge that way as well. Um, well uh, if you want to, if you want to, if uh, if you find that you're having a hard time finding the uh, uh, comics for it, one recommendation I might I would have for you is to watch the cutscenes from the Deadpool video game. Because there are some instances where he's with Cable and they're and they're just I mean all the cutscenes are silly but they're still super entertaining. Excellent, I'll give it a shot. Um, all right, I have kept you about an hour. Do you have any shout-outs that you want to say to anybody out there? Um, I mean, I just want to say thanks for having me on, man. This is fun. I, I really enjoy talking talking to you, Kenny. Dude, um, for sure. And, and, you know, it's really cool that, you know, we got, you know, that, that you invited me on, um, and allowed me to, to come on this podcast. And I'm always happy to talk about exercise and, and, and all sorts of things. So, um, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe someday we'll, we can talk, uh, talk wrestling too at some point. Well, if you do the Tough Mudder, we will have four hours where we can talk wrestling. Or I perfect, the, or, yeah, <laughs> perfect. That I do, it can be on the podcast, or it can be any other time, man. I, I I always I always enjoy talking to a fellow wrestling fan. But yeah, thanks again. Um, shout outs. Um, I don't know. Uh, shout out to um, everybody who's who's listening, and um, you know if you know any friends or you know. Uh, any of my friends or family who are listening, I just want to give a shout out to them and, you know, support this, this podcast, this dumbbells and dragons podcast. It's a great, great title and a great podcast. So Thanks, yeah, brother. appreciate that one. Uh, my shout outs today, I got to do a shout out to, well, first you, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely appreciate that. I got so much fun. I got to do a shout out to my new friend, Shane Leary. Shane was awesome. I had a oversized sign at No Mercy and they made me cut it in half. But Shane was an amazing sport and he held it up whenever we needed to hold up signs. So that was awesome. I want to give a shout out over to Tiffany at the Perky Nerd for giving us a uh, us Rainbows a place to meet every other Wednesday. So we appreciate that. And then other than that, I'm going to leave it there, man. Oh, uh, actually Sorry, actually now I'm now I'm thinking of someone specific I want to give a shout out to. Do it. I don't remember his last name, but Chris from your birthday uh, birthday party oh. when we had sushi. Yeah, Chris Cullen from Weedon. Dude, Chris is awesome. I want to give him a shout out. It was awesome. Like him and I had like three side conversations where we were kind of geeking out over something, and I want to give him a shout out because man, we were able to geek out a little bit over over love and our hate and you know our how much we despise. Gus, one of the main characters in the sh- in the Netflix show Love. So I want to give him a shout out for that. That's awesome. I will definitely uh, I'll tag him in this, and we will let him know. We'll make sure he listens to this episode so he knows that he gets a shout out. And on that note, we're going to leave it there. Everyone out there who's listening, I hope you have a great and amazing week ahead of you. And don't forget to always work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. 
And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.